everyone, and welcome to another episode of Growing Social Now. And today I'm so excited to be with my friend, Ellie Deutsch Moody, who I have known, it seems like forever, well, forever in the social media world. And Ellie is, she was on the board with me at Social Media Club Chicago, and now she is in customer care at McDonald's. Ellie, I'm so glad to have you here. I know we're going to have a fantastic conversation. Thanks, Barb. Happy to be here. Hello, everybody. Excited to share with you everything about my experience and what I'm doing at McDonald's. That, that is so exciting. So tell us a little bit about what do you do at McDonald's, Ellie? I know we, we see all the ads and we drive through and everything, but you're really the person who's behind the scenes and really taking care of the customers outside of the drive through and online, right? Yeah, so I like to think that our customers, the second line of communication outside of the restaurants is, is through our team, which is basically the whole customer engagement and contact center production that we're running. And what that really means is anytime a customer um, calls to give us an update or a complaint or some information about a situation or something that they had at the restaurant while they were ordering on the mobile, while they were going through the drive-through or an interaction even online across our 800 number, email, social media, mobile app reviews, global mobile app, everything that we have today <laughs> as a means yeah, to connect with customers, they come through our team and then we manage all of the agents that oversee those day-to-day -day interactions and try to resolve as many issues or contacts as possible. That, that's just incredible. I can't even imagine how many people get in touch with McDonald's every day. What does your team look like? What's your response team look like? Good question. We have only a small number of people in our corporate office that work across the larger team. So somebody dedicated to tech, somebody dedicated to operations, someone on insights and analytics. And then myself, I oversee strategy and our, what we call e-care. So our, mm -hmm. our digital and social media support and, and a couple other people that support the rest of the team. And then we have a whole slew of almost 200 plus agents working worldwide in various geographies to manage the customer and engagements that we have um, across all those channels that I mentioned. So a big hefty team outside of our headquarters, we get the job done. And obviously at the end of the day, we want to just make it right for the customer. If there's any issues or things that pop up and figure out how to keep them coming back to McDonald's, because if your fries were cold or something like that happened, we don't want that to be a reason to not come back again. That's just an accuracy issue. And we continue to try to make it right for customers so they can continue to be loyal as we have one of the most iconic brands in the world. And we know that the people are ride or die for McDonald's and, and love what we do. So we want to make sure that they show, we show the love and right back to them. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that you are a big hefty company, which is really true. So let's talk about, I imagine you're probably on every social media channel. Do you have to be, or do you want to be? Yeah, there's definitely a strategic vision around where we should engage and what channels make the most sense for the demographic of customers that we have. I would mm -hmm. say we still have a presence on every channel, even if it's more of like the holding pattern. But yeah, for the most part, we are most active on, on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. And then we empower a lot of the teams to really connect with the communities on Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube are there in the background, Snapchat, but a lot of those channels can be more of a paid opportunity to really reach the right people across the masses. And so we're a little bit of everywhere, but really focus on where those customers are in today's world with TikTok it being the shining light of social. That's a lot of where we put our marketing efforts. 
Yeah, you and I were talking and I used this uh, stat or this update from Guillaume, I think is his name. I don't know. Yeah, Guillaume, yeah. he's our director yeah, yeah. of uh, social media on the market. Okay, so I found an update that he posted and he said, TikTok superstar Emily Zugay gave McDonald's a new logo and a new name, McOdes, McDodes, and McDonald's used them on all their social channels. The one thing he did not see coming, it instantly became our most like ever profile pic, most like ever. And it's a new logo. And it's just letters, but it's the most one, most liked one ever currently. And this is a while back. I don't know how many more likes it's had since then, but 104,000 likes and 25,000 shares on Facebook. So he says the time for TikTok for teens only is long gone. And I, would you say also that we're developing a different kind of social ecosystem now here where different platforms and people talk to each other? What do you think about that, Ellie? Absolutely. That experience alone proved out that the demographics that we're trying to reach of our customers aren't just those teenagers, but I think across Mm -hmm. the entire platform, those that are using TikTok, especially because of its shareability factor, there are other channels that like Snapchat, right? Just not as shareable because all of the interactions happen within that app and you have Mm -hmm. to be registered and you have to connect your contacts and everything like that. TikTok allows you to capture and send a shareable link anywhere across the internet Mm -hmm. or in chat messages or what you name it. And with that ability comes the viral sort of nature of a a tiny video message that we took and interacted with Emily on to try and get a a fun play on the way that people interact and call McDonald's because it's not always by the name that you and I are calling it. People have fun with it and that's totally great. And so Mm -hmm. it was a culturally relevant time to interact with her Mm -hmm. and she had been doing this for other big brands and we leveraged that opportunity and pushed it across our channels and got right the necessary permissions to really cascade it from Mm -hmm. her everywhere on our channels. And it just blew up for us as again, the most liked and engaged post that we have across any channel and in an unexpected way, got the visibility we needed to be relevant on a channel that Mm -hmm. of course people are following McDonald's, but how do you share content that's really hitting the mark on the demographics across the board that are engaging on TikTok today? That's hard, right? People come and go with the way that our sort of ADHD society works with social media. We need to always find a way in the instant to stay relevant. And that was a way beyond just that video that extended our breath of life for more than a few weeks just because of that video. Yeah. And one thing you said is cascade. I love that word. What she's done then, or what you've done by engaging Emily is you've cascaded through all the systems and the ecosystems. And I think it's hard for a company. McDonald's has a special challenge because people want that Big Mac and you could do the two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. I don't know if I got that. I think I did. You did. You did. Yeah. You know, so one of the things we like to do when we travel to Europe and around the world is to see what do they have at McDonald's and it's different. They might have the American burgers or whatever, but here in the U.S., I know you switch things up from time to time, but when you've got that standard menu and the cheeseburger and the fries, let's face it, it's not like a place where you go and there's 150 items. So does that make it even more important to try and stay fresh and do something different, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. There was definitely a push a couple of years ago, even pre-COVID to simplify our menu to give that standard quality, freshness Mm -hmm. and convenience factor of the simple of the core menu items that we knew that people were coming to McDonald's. Of course, the limited time offers and various cool promotions we had would stay relevant for the 
few weeks or months that a promotion was live, but really customers, loyal ones that were coming back every day or week, month were the ones that were ordering the same kind of core menu set. So we right. re, we shifted our menu offerings a little bit to be closer to that. And then once COVID hit, we really scaled it back. Um, and that was the focus, right? We know what people want to come to McDonald's for. We're not going to be anybody, try to be anybody else. And so that helped us really hone in on, on the core aspect of our business and it made it actually easier operationally for us to execute on what we needed to deliver to customers to make sure their accuracy, satisfaction and everything was closer to what the expectation should be. Yeah, that's great. And, and one way I know that you do change things up is you work with influencers. So we mentioned Emily and you've got one that starts today and you want to tell us about Mariah's menu. Yeah, let me start with, I think it goes without saying the influencer marketing world has evolved so greatly. Mm -hmm. And what started with bloggers coming to conferences and events on your behalf or roadshows to house parties and everything else we've done since then, we see a wide variety of what influencers can offer. And sometimes it is planned and it is many months, if not a year in the making, but there are times where those cultural relevant moments really come to light. And then you just pivot in an instance, try and engage as quickly as you can to act on it in a timely way. Today's promotion that started that launched with Mariah Carey is an iconic singer and artist that as um, a kid that grew up in, in the eighties and nineties, Mariah Carey started to be the diva of that decade. And for me, it's really cool to see her as part of the McDonald's brand because she's so iconic. But this yeah. offering goes beyond just Mariah. We've had a fantastic route with amazing talent and partnerships that our marketing team has put together to get the likes of Travis Scott and BTS and Sweetie and so many more across this platform that we've called our famous orders, where we're really looking at what does an everyday customer trying to gain and wants to be influential and has the opportunity to be like a Travis Scott mm -hmm. and order the same thing that he gets and then have an opportunity to buy or win some of his merchant. And so we've done that a few times now. And today's promotion that launches for the next 12 days around the holiday season is not just one order. It's 12 days of deals because Mariah is so iconic. She gets a whole menu and it. yeah, I'm it's incredible. It. Yeah. So <laughs> perfect. She, so today in the app for $1, you can get a big Mac with a qualifying $1 purchase at participating locations. And then there's other little Easter eggs and things that'll come throughout the promotion that encourages mm -hmm. people to check back every day for what they could potentially get in addition to that deal or promotion. This is a really cool partnership. Mariah even made a video for all the employees internally to talk about how well this fits with her personal brand and what she believes and loves about McDonald's. McDonald's. And so we got to see that on the inside, which was truly great. But again, the marketing um, side of the fence has done so much work to get um, these type of talented artists in the mix. And it's pretty incredible to see, but it's also a great business driver for us, obviously, because we're pushing all these promotions through our McDonald's app and the goal, of course, to grow the bottom line, but more importantly is to just get to our digital customers because we see everybody as a potential to be a digital customer. And it's just some of those that aren't as say tech savvy or digital savvy to know how to use mobile order and pay or our loyalty rewards or something like that. They're we're trying to help them over that um, learning curve, if you will. And then everybody else, we've seen 23 million um, users in the last seven, eight months now for our My McDonald's Rewards program that just launched in June and July. And so we've seen an uptick, you know, 
probably tenfold across the industry, let alone any other loyalty programs in its first half a year of inception. Mm -hmm. And we knew that fan base was there. And we had this in our plans all along, but COVID kind of accelerated the need to go forward with a launch around loyalty. And you can get amazing rewards and deals through that, which comes back to why we did this promotion with Mariah. It, it is really cool. And it's going to be even greater to see the success of it and also the fandom that comes out of it, because we've seen a lot of love on social alone about how great this partnership is and other ones that we've done related to this famous orders offering. Yeah, that's all really fantastic. And it's such a nice gift too at the holidays. You're running around shopping, yeah. you got a dollar, you go to McDonald's, you get some food. So that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that's all well and good. There is another side though, and you do the customer care. So when a program like this goes up, there must be some kind of challenges. So what kind of challenges do you watch out for? What would you recommend that companies do when they do a promotion? Should they be aware on the front side that there might be some questions they're going to have to answer? Yeah, coming from a marketing and communications background, I have the awareness of how to build the campaign from the initial mm -hmm. briefing all the way through to the marketing promotions, advertising and everything else. I think what gets missed a lot of the time is what all the probables are of oh. the foreseen issues that could come mm -hmm. to light, whether that's in your control or not. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, obviously, you can't plan for a, a global crisis or a weather event or something that could change everything. But you know, making sure you're taking the right responsible steps to market the promotion in the way that you should, as well as on the back end, work through the logistics and technology to ensure there's no hiccups or road bumps that come along with it. And so that's what my team does is we're looking at the strategy on the customer engagement side. How can we predict all the potential challenges that might come along with the launch of a really fun marketing promotion and ensure that we're getting customers issues, should there be any, resolved in as quick amount of time as possible. And so it's really cool to really plan against that. But then there's so many things you don't consider. And I think as marketers too, we, we sit in um, an insular bubble at times and doing things about the situations of the world with Jenner and things like that have happened. And now we're really, really just trying to make sure in real time as this campaign goes live today that we're launching and engaging with customers to help them should anything come up like they can't order in the app or they can't get their deal or they tweeted us because they just wanted to know what day which menu item would be available so that would be winter yeah. when is going to be when are we going to be the nuggets? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, $1, $1 big net, big Macs are a pretty great way to kick this campaign. Off I today, think so. so. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great to be on a different side of the marketing spectrum than where I've been in the past, but just thinking of at the end of the day, right. The business doesn't exist as any business doesn't exist without customers, no matter if you're B2B, B2C or anything right. else. Right. Um, and so for us, that's the lifeblood is the customer feedback and the data that we get. And, and we're really trying to utilize that not only during these 12 days and then after doing a kind of post-mortem analysis or whatnot, but using that as leverage as we go into planning stages for next year and any specific related campaigns we might run off of this in a similar vein in you know future years. So it, it's great to look at the possibilities of what we can extract from the data, but then mm -hmm. also know what can we do to make the customer issue volume less and less. And that's the mitigation plan we have to put in place ahead of these promotions. And so that's what my team does. And it's a lot of work. And usually because we're working with various stakeholders across multiple departments, trying to make sure everybody's got all of their campaign logistics in place, we're like 
the later ones to come into the planning. And so we have a little less time, which means we just need to spin on everything faster. And so it makes it always really exciting towards the end to ensure we have everything covered. And then sometimes we have to flex real time and there's issues that pop up, whether by way of something happening in the world, or it's something that might've occurred because we didn't think of something or we had a technology issue or whatever that happens. And we just have to be ready. So customer care is a 24 seven business, just like social media. And when you do customer care on social media, like we do across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, it really becomes an open source truly for us to get as much customer feedback as we can, but then to prioritize the issues or commentary that comes across. Influencers are a whole nother bucket of who we engage with. And we have a much bigger team that actually handles that. Should we receive people with a certain following count over a certain Mm -hmm. threshold? And so we have different playbooks and configurations for all of the potential ways of working that we need to plan for, including when a crisis or something comes up. So it's an exciting world. Social has so much to it. And then you add all of our other channels and it's a lot, but it's worth it because that's what gets us the right way to resolve or feel like there's a solution or a make nice for customers that deserve something should something go wrong. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think one of the worst things companies can do is set up a great ad campaign and not plan for customer care on the other end, because you are going to get those kinds of comments. And then what happens if you're not responsive and you and I know this, then people get upset and then it doesn't take long before crowd forms. And so the best thing to do is be there with the crowd and saying, Hey, let me take care of you. What can I do for you? So just, we're getting ready to wrap this up. I just wanted to ask you, what do you see if you had a crystal ball, what do you see for 2022 social media trends? Is there anything that you see that's going to be different than what we're doing now? Or could be surprising. Where are we going, Ellie? Yeah, I, that's a really great question. I think we're going to get back to hopefully more in-person engagements and events, right? Now that the world that. is yeah. <laughs> starting to open up a little yeah. bit more. I, so I think influencer marketing is going to change for us again, whereas okay. hopefully we'll be able to see more event influencer partnerships as opposed to just content marketing plays. I think it's been incredible to see the creativity that has come out of the last almost two years, given that so many people were stuck at home for so long. But now that we can get back to the CESs, the South by Southwest blogger, any type of big conferences and events, and then any smaller events that happen in your local community, right? Whether that's an author book signing or something of that nature, the hybrid of in person and and digital as it relates to how social marketing occurs is going to take another shift for us. But Mm -hmm. of course, we're still going to see so much creative marketer influence come through from a lot of brands and from a lot of influencers and hopefully maybe even customers that will be shown to life in in an even better way so that their true stories get, get played out. Wow, that's so cool. And I think one of your predictions is going to come true, the events because Ellie and I are going to be together on 2-22-22 at Morningstar for an event. And you have to stay tuned for that. It's not really been announced, so we can't give you a whole lot of details. But anyway, we're going to be in Chicago together, which I'm super excited about because I haven't seen you in so long, Ellie. Oh, it's been so long. I know. And so the last thing I do on my show is I ask you for what is your word of the day? So what is your word of the day, Ellie? Oh, good. 
Good question, Barb. I think we're getting here close to the end of the year and looking forward to hopefully a fresh new start and more in-person interactions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with rejuvenation. It's end of the year. You need some time to really reset and focus, but also be with your family or friends or whatever it is that you like to do around the holidays and then get excited for the next year to come. I think 2022 is going to be a fabulous year. I'm really looking forward to it. I think there's a lot of great things for us all that will come out of it. But personally and professionally, I've got some really excited things uh, or exciting things on my plate. I know even just travel gets me excited these days. So being able to go somewhere again and having a few trips tentatively planned is really exciting. Yeah, it's a whole new world. I love the rejuvenation call to action. Everyone think about how you can rejuvenate your life. Just live in the moment and just think about what could be even better in 2022. Ellie, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. And I have personally loved watching you grow from the days of Social Media Club. We're all standing around having a great time. Who knew what social media would take off? We were like the only people who really believed it would be something, I think. At the beginning. So true. So true. Yeah. <laughs> so we won and it's just always a pleasure. And I'm really proud of you and just excited for what's to come. And thank you for taking care of all of us with McDonald's and all you do in the world today. Thanks, Barbara. It's so great to be stay connected with you after all these years. And social has the power to do that, which is just incredible. So I hope that we will still see people using it as a ways to to engage and and make good in the world. We saw a lot of that this last year or so, but yeah, really excited. So thanks, Barb. You're welcome. And thank you for joining us and tuning into Growing Social Now today. This is Barbara Rosconi, your podcast host. And please follow us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. All for now, and we'll talk again soon.